Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. It's Tuesday morning, the 10th of October. CEO of Australian Pork is Margot Andre. She joins me this morning on Rural Queensland Today. Margot, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Ben. Lovely to talk to you this morning. Uh, the, the, the word at the moment, and we're seeing it now, it's starting to filter through. We've understood what has been going on um, with the commodity markets of lamb and, and, and beef at the moment. And now the media started to pick it up, which is scary saying, oh, cheaper groceries, you know, supermarket chains, slashing product. And to me, it's irresponsible reporting. Um, What what is playing out then is that there's a flow-on effect for everybody and no doubt the pork industry as well, which has done so much work to gain market share, so much work to – to try and be a staple in the diets of families who are struggling financially. We don't need price cutting and slashing out of supermarkets. No, look, it's a really important point. Like our hearts are with people who are struggling with cost of living. We had COVID for a couple of years. We're now coming back up and we've got interest rates at you know, really high levels and, and people are genuinely struggling between food and power and things like that. We understand all that. I guess what we're looking for is pork has been a reliable supplier throughout this time. We're a fantastic protein, very versatile, great for whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner, and we're very affordable. So when you think of price on shelf, what we actually say to people, it's about choosing what you're putting in those baskets and making sure it is good for your body, making sure it's a good choice. And that's where pork is a very good staple. And my heart is with the other industries as well. Some of the, the prices that we're seeing at sale yards and, and sales is really tough for producers. And then on top of that, they've got the double whammy of the Bureau of Meteorology talking about you know, oh. it's going to be a very hard summer. So it does feel, again, in the cycle of Australian agriculture, there's always something coming at people and our farmers are always having to adapt and prepare. So I guess it's about the value that people place on our, our meat and particularly our protein and that it is a very great part of a diet. So when you're in the supermarket, think about some of the you know processed stuff that maybe isn't good for your body, maybe that you don't need and is expensive, and instead come back to our natural products here in Australia that we have and our fruit and veggies and our beautiful meats that we have. We have a really good supply of good meat here for a good price, and that's where pork can become that staple because it is versatile. You can have great leftovers. And, you know, it's healthy for you. So as I always say, it's, it's good for the waistline and gentle on the hip pocket. I, um, we have a very busy life and um, we, we get HelloFresh and people can shout me down all they want. Um, my wife trying to raise twin boys, cook a meal, I'm out every day and we get HelloFresh delivered to our house a lot. And the pork meals that are in that are phenomenal. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. It's a game, been a game changer for us. In fact, because generally, as a rule, you don't if you don't know what to cook with, you know, with pork. Like a lot of people just go, oh well, you know, we know we can make mince, or we know we can, you know, make a lamb roast, or but you know, it's been the hard work of your industry to get people on on the bit to actually eat it. And we eat a lot of pork now, traditionally when I never used to, and that's been. A hard project. So, if it's going to start getting uh, to the point where we're seeing these supermarkets slash it, I don't think it's great for the industry completely. But the next point, Margot, that I'm really concerned about is that you touched on it. 
the scaremongering from the Bureau of Meteorology, I talked about this at the top of the show. It is horrible what is going on. They are continually, and I, and I mean this, oh, disaster, terror, all this stuff, and, it, and it, it plays into people's hands and people get scared traditionally. They remember what COVID's like and that has an effect domestically on our, on our pork industry. And it, we keep seeing it happening in the fact that we rely on these forecasting. We rely on what is happening. You can't just decide tomorrow, like if the temperature is going to be different tomorrow. It, that's not how our industries work. We need that longer-term forecasting. We need to know what that's going to look like and how to prepare for that. And we're not a country that doesn't know about drought. We absolutely know about drought. And I went to the big drought forum in Rockhampton and we talked a lot about the symptoms of what the drought is, but it's coming back to that, how do you genuinely prepare for drought from a business planning perspective? And that's where we need to really focus on what that planning looks like. How do you support producers? Unfortunately, there is always going to be producers in this country who may not be able to make it through a drought and we need to be able to support them early enough to make those decisions versus those farmers who can actually go through those hot seasons, who can adapt, who can move stock around, who can find alternative feed sources. For us in pork, our production method actually makes it okay because our pigs are obviously raised in, in the air-conditioned sheds. So the biggest issue for us is obviously the grain price. So that's where we're so closely linked to other industries and that's where they really need those tools and the forecasting. So we can all adapt, we can adjust, we can do good business planning, but we need the tools for those forecasts to help us do that. And that's where this really good planning to come in so that those on-term symptoms that we see with farmers getting into financial stress and unfortunately mental health and things like that, how do we actually give the tools and resources so people don't get to those points and they can do that business planning up early. So we do need to be careful with what we say, but with the millions of dollars that we're putting into forecasting and things like that, what we're actually looking for is can we get the best forecast that we can and can we actually be in the it's a bit like my biosecurity it's a unique opportunity to plan for drought so let's actually really focus on planning for it yeah and 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 that's a really really good thing that we we can do it market wise you've been very big on opening up the markets biosecurity was a huge factor for you and when you came into this role it was where you started and, and, and you put your job on it. You, you absolutely said, we need to improve it. And touch wood, we, we, we've, we've really escaped a lot of the world disease that's gone on because of that. Now it is about opening up our markets to, to the world and, and, and growing out. Is that, is that still occurring? Yeah, and by, we live and breathe biosecurity and I just came back from overseas from visiting trade partners um, just a couple of weeks ago and fantastic to see the signage at the airport, see the detector dogs and see people there actually taking biosecurity seriously and we saw the increase in fines. So yes, we live and breathe it. We are an island. We can keep these diseases out. But as I always say, we are reliant on people doing the right thing and at this point our government is doing the right thing and protecting our borders. Our farmers are all doing the right thing in protecting their farms and protecting their animals. What we're really actually after is making sure the general public, when they are coming into our country, that they don't bring products in, that they don't send them in the mail. And in terms of going to those trade and where we are, we're actually seeing, I've, I've just been travelling because 
with African swine fever continuing to spread throughout the world with these countries who are impacted for it, Australian product, particularly Australian pork, is a safe, reliable um, supplier because of the uniqueness of our country here. So we are seeing an uplifting trade, which is fantastic. And what's best is those people actually get good protein thanks to Australia. So, But we have to remain vigilant. I know people probably get sick of me saying biosecurity, and um, but for me, biosecurity is sexy. We have to live and breathe it, and we have to keep it front of mind to protect our country and, and keep being a safe, reliable trading partner for the countries out there. Yeah, it, it's such a good flag. It's such a good flag. Uh, moving in, and, and we always say it, if it's got a bone, it's Australian-owned, and that's the big thing you need to... To remember, um, when you're buying, if, if, if it has bone in it from a ham, you, you absolutely know that it, it has been Australian-owned and grown. So that is something that we always need to know. Thank you so much yeah. for giving me some time this morning. I understand how busy you are. There's lots happening in this sphere. We really appreciate your time this morning. Wonderful. Thanks, Ben. Have a great day and enjoy some pork. Good on you. Margot Andre, CEO of Australian Pork, uh, this morning on Rural Queensland Today. We're going to take a break. Come back. This is Rural Queensland Today.